Fantastic. If you're joining us online, I know you would be here if you could. Uh, but if you are wherever you are in the world, if you're in Canada or you're in the US or you're in Spain or if you're in Great Australian Bite, actually, no, you're not in the Great Australian Bite. You're here this morning. Big shout out, family. We're so glad. If you're in Victoria, just God bless you. And wherever you are watching us this morning, we're just so glad that you are here and part of our service. Uh, my name's David. What's yours? Glad you're here today. <laughs> Feel at home, get comfy. We've got some handout notes to help us stay on track this morning. If you're joining us today for the first time, I'm really glad that you're here. Please feel at home, feel relaxed. Here at Destiny, we are saved uh, by the grace of Jesus Christ. We are motivated by the unconditional love of our Heavenly Father. And we're empowered to serve our generation by the wonderful Holy Spirit that God wants to pour out into and through each and every life. Somebody said... We're in the middle of a series called uh, Position for Promotion because it is my conviction that God wants his head, his church to become the head, to be out in front, to be the ones actually giving direction to the nation, the ones actually giving direction uh, in society and community. And so we've done a series and we're in the middle of that series today. And so I want to speak to you from the life of Joseph. It's a case study. In case you weren't here last week, I'll just do a quick revisit of some of the things that we were sharing last week. It's on the slide. It's on the screen. It says, it says that number, these, these are the last, if you missed last two weeks, this is the message right here, that if you will do these things, you will, you will begin to position yourself to get noticed and to get elevated and take on more opportunity. Present yourself well. Cultivate a positive attitude at all times. Be dependable or faithful. Have a strong work ethic. Above all, be. Honesty is not the best policy. It's the only policy. Demonstrate initiative, yeah? Add value to other people because you're most valuable where you add the most value. Build other people up. Accept responsibility. Don't play the blame game. That never builds your marriage. It will not build your workplace. Take responsibility. Step up. And the moment you do that, you'll begin to rise in life and in opportunity. Build team spirit. People should want you on their team because you make the place fun. Thanks, Annette. And if all else fails, bring chocolate. Uh, number 10, be solution-oriented. Set yourself towards finding solutions to problems. You'll distinguish yourself as somebody that's a very valuable player. When other people are being laid off at work, you'll be lifted up. You'll be kept on. You'll find promotion is your inheritance. That's my great prayer for you. Now, coming to a new person whose name is Joseph. And in Genesis chapter 14, sorry, Genesis chapter 41, the Bible tells us this. This is Pharaoh speaking to Joseph. And he says, you shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Now, if you don't know the story of Joseph, this is uh, thousands of years before the birth of Christ. Joseph is a Jewish young man who's sold off. It's a dramatic story. He's sold off into slavery by his brothers who were jealous of him because the favor he had from his father little lesson there on the side for us parents. Don't show favoritism to your kids. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know why I'm drifting over this way, but I'm just kind of drifting over, over this way. Don't show favoritism to your kids. Treat them all the same. Yeah? And uh, so Joseph comes up, but he, he's tossed into a pit. He's sold into slavery. That's bad. Someone say, that's bad. And if you read his story, you go, that's not fair. And life is not always fair. Can I get a witness? Not always fair, right? But, but if you're looking for fairness, 
Turn your eyes to Jesus. He's the fairest of 10,000. Because life is not fair, but if your heart attitude is right, guess what? In the worst of circumstances, you'll begin to rise. And so Joseph's story was that he was forgotten in the prison. He, 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 in slavery, he got thrown into prison, and then in prison got forgotten. But then he got called out to speak before Pharaoh about a dream, and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, and he got raised up from being in the prison to being in the palace. One night, he's sleeping in prison garb. The next night, he's sleeping on a pillow of royalty. And he leads the nation right there in, as prime minister, right underneath the oversight of Pharaoh. And I believe that God can give us a case study in how if we keep our heart right, we'll position ourselves because God is looking to elevate. God is looking to lift up his people. He doesn't want to push you down. He doesn't want to silence you. He doesn't want to keep you in the corner. He wants to create opportunity for you. Just touch your neighbor and say, God wants to create opportunity for you. Go ahead, tell somebody. Tell somebody, God wants to create opportunity for you. They look like they didn't believe you. Go ahead and tell somebody else. Tell someone on the other side. God wants to create opportunity for you. Go ahead and tell somebody else. God wants to create opportunity for you. All right. There are six things I'm going to share with you this morning that really help us understand why Joseph went from slavery to being the prime minister of Egypt. And uh, it's powerful. And I think if we took some of these lessons to heart, guess what? It might just position us to get noticed and to begin to rise in our circumstances by God's grace. That's my prayer for you. Amen. Can we pray together? And then I'll send you home. Oh no, we'll preach a little first. Father, so thankful that today we get to be with you and be with each other. All of us have got pressures in our world, pressures in our life. Lord, all of us are struggling. All of us are carrying a cross of some sort. But today as we come together into your presence, and we hear the affirmation of our Father. And our heart and our mind and our spirit gets adjusted and aligned to your purpose and your plan. Something about our circumstance will change today because we positioned ourselves under an open heaven. And we allowed you to speak into our heart to heal us, to help us, to give us counsel and instruction, guidance and wisdom. Father, today before we leave this place, would you just shift us that little bit? Would you brush away the cobwebs of doubt and confusion, anxiety and anger? And Lord, would you just flood us today with a sense of presence of peace and hope and joy and expectation? Because God, it is true, you are good and you do all things well in Jesus' name. Somebody said, amen. Number one, Joseph demonstrated initiative and an industrious attitude right from his early years. So if you got your notes there this morning, fill in the blank space. I've made it easy for you. Come on, I made it easy. It's just one word, write it down. That Joseph demonstrated an industrious attitude right from his very youngest age. I, I want to tell you a story this morning. Sharon and I, um, a couple of years ago, went to stay at some friends of ours' place, a little farm they've got just outside of Mackay. And, and the dad, who, who's a truck driver, he was away. And in their demountable, in their shed, there was no air conditioning. It was summer. There was no air conditioning. And that one of their sons said, Pastor, I reckon I could fix that for you. And I went, really? He said, yep, I've seen Dad do it. I'll give it a crack. And he went out and hooked up the gas and he gassed up the air conditioner. And you know what? That night was cool because this young guy, he had to go. Now, you know what? That took him 15 minutes. He watched his dad do it once, but it did. And he did it well and he did it right. And I thought to myself, now there's a young man who's prepared to go, I can do something about that. It got my attention. Got my, I thought if ever I needed somebody on my staff, I'd be looking for a young man like that. 
You know what? When you demonstrate an industrious attitude, how old is Joseph when, he, when, when his father says, go out and check on your brothers who are out there in the sheep herd and, and come back with a report? Who gives a report? It's, it's not the floor sweeper. It's the supervisor that comes back to the boss, right? So Joseph, even though he's not the oldest brother, is overseeing what his brothers are doing, and he's bringing back a report. He's bringing a report. So his father knew that he could trust him to go out, assess the situation. Everything's going well out there, Dad. No problems. It's good. Heard numbers are good. Everyone's it's good. Fine. Top. Happy. And Joseph demonstrated an issue. He got noticed. Go out and see how your brothers are doing, how the flock's going. Bring me back a report. Right? Demonstrate initiative. It's not too late to take on this attitude. Say, Dave, what if I step out and fail? Oh, you're just like the rest of us. Have an appetite for failure. It's okay. Failure is not final. I mean, if at first you don't succeed, skydiving's not for you. But apart from that, have a go. Just have a go. It, it might just work out. Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. Don't let fear cocoon you into an environment that says, just stay there, just play it safe. Away with this play it safe Christianity. Mel, you inspired me this morning. I was so inspired. Who was inspired by that story? You know, someone shakes hands and, hey, tell me that story. Can I pray for you? That's bold. I love that. Demonstrate initiative. Who knows what God might do? But if you demonstrate initiative, you'll demonstrate to those that are watching, and it's not just your boss. But it's God who's watching as well because he's the one, remember, that sets up. He puts down. He removes. He elevates. He's going to just watch over your life. So demonstrate initiative. Number two. You ready for more? Number two. Joseph responded positively. Can we move on quickly? Can we move on quickly? Just leave that one right alone. Joseph responded positively to negative treatment. I wish, I wish, I wish I could tell you that if you come to Jesus, all your problems will be gone. If you just come to Jesus, surrender to Jesus, that's it. He'll wrap you up in cotton wool and he'll carry you along in life so that nothing ever hurts you again. That's just not the truth. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You'll have hard times, but cheer up. I'm glad I came to church today. I needed that, Pastor. Come on. But cheer up. I've overcome the world, and so will you. So will you. When we respond positively to negative situations, guess what? We begin to operate in the opposite spirit, and God notices. But it's not just God. It is so unusual. It gets the notice of the people that you work with. It gets the notice of the people that are overseeing you when you respond to negative things that happen in your life. No one gets off the planet alive. No one gets out of here without pain. No one gets out of this place without persecution. No one gets through life without adversity. Can I get a witness from somebody here? All right. All the cheerful people, can I get a witness from you? Can I, all the people that are still working through their pain and problems, can I get a witness from you? The Lord was with Joseph and made him successful. Come on, write that down. Success is a Bible word. I don't know why some Christians want to push that away and push that out of the Bible. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health. He wants your marriage to be victorious. He wants your finances to be well and blessed. He wants you to be blessed to a point where you can be a resource and a blessing to others. He wants you to have strength and energy and healing and wholeness. I believe that. 
Pastor, you're one of those health and wealth preachers. Oh, oh no, I'm a sickness and poverty preacher. I'm glad I'm here today. Now, I believe that our God is good and that he does all things well. He lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Could you imagine that? Just think about those words. He's in a cross-cultural environment. He's underneath the oversight of an Egyptian, a person that he's taught in his culture to be suspicious of, to be resentful towards. If anyone had a reason to be racist, this guy does. In the midst of what is happening, he's a slave sold, sold out as a slave by his family. He's in, his, he's in the house, but he's got such a good attitude that his boss, who's the master of the house, says, everything that's in my house, I'm putting you in charge of. The Lord was with Joseph. Someone ought to underline that on their notes this morning. Because the Lord is with Joseph. And you're going, God, if you're with me, everything will be going good. No, that's not true. That's not true. I'm going to say it again. Lord, if you were with me, everything would be going good. That's just not the truth. The Lord is with you, so it means it will end up good. And there's a difference. There's a big difference. God, if you were with me, then why all these problems? That's what Gideon said, right? He goes, God, if you're so powerful, if you're so big, if you're so good, how come we're under this kind of oppression, right? So the angel just says, toughen up. Go in the strength you've got. God will be with you. God will be with you. The Lord was with Joseph and made him, someone talk to me, made him successful in everything he did. When you handle the negative, when you handle the negative well, it positions you mentally, emotionally, spiritually to prepare you to step up to a new level. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate the encouragement. I'll take anything I can get this morning. That's great. Number three, you with me? Number three, Joseph kept the well-being of his boss in mind. Joseph kept the well-being of his boss in mind. This is important. If we want to rise in our profile, if we want to rise in our position, if we want to rise in our influence, we've got to keep in mind the well-being of others, particularly those that we work with, we work for. Notice what Joseph says. Joseph says, my master put me in charge. He put me over. He gave me authority over everything in this house. No one is greater in this house than me. But notice what Joseph does. Joseph knows the boundaries. Someone better write that down. Boundaries. Joseph knows the boundaries. I know what's inside the line and I know what's outside the line. And sweetheart, you are off the menu. You don't belong to me. I don't have privilege there. This is the confine that I'm allowed to live in. I operate here. I step outside of that line. Guess what? I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble with God, and I'm sure as heck in trouble with the boss, and I know I'll be in trouble with you. He hasn't kept anything back from me. Could you imagine that? Joseph is really secure. He knows that God is watching over his life. He's gone from being a slave in a pit now to being sold into slavery in Egypt, but he's risen amongst those other slaves and he's demonstrated such character. He's demonstrated such nobility. He's demonstrated such trustworthiness. He's begin to rise in profile, begin to rise in position. And then he gets the test. Well, you've got a bit of success about you. What are you going to do? You're going to let the guard down? You're going to show off? You're going to, you know, there's some people, even some people that work in really menial positions. Does anybody here work those stop and go signs on the road? Does anyone do that? Praise God, I can talk safely. But I've noticed sometimes, Jane, that I get up to the lights or I get up to the, the sign. There's not a car up there. 
but the little man, the little lady's just sitting there, Gordon, just sitting there, and they wait for me to come to a complete stop, and then they smile at me. Because I'm a good Christian, I smile as well. And then they press the button, and the light changes, and I can drive forward, and I always give them a nice little wave. And inside, I'm thinking pleasant thoughts, just like you are, just like you do, right? But you give some people a bit of power, and what happens? But Joseph understood that I've got boundaries. I've got parameters. If I stay in that side of things, I'm safe. Go beyond that, I'm in the wrong territory. That's number three. Keep the well-being of your boss in mind. Don't steal from your boss. Don't take his time and don't take his tools. I'm not preaching at you, Val. I was just looking at you. Uh, Number four, number four, Joseph was diligent in the toughest of places. You know, when it gets, you feel like you're swimming through custard, you're just going through the difficult stuff. Season, I don't know who's watching this today, and I don't know everybody's circumstance that's here. I don't know who's going to hear this broadcast. But if you're going through tough times, keep going. If you're going through hard stuff, keep going. Surround yourself with good friends and God's positive word. Put yourself into community. Help others get up, and you'll find yourself getting up as well. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. But that's only when, it's, when you're happy, Pastor, right? No, no, no. It's every day. It's every single day. Because you will turn your circumstances around if you begin to turn around. If you begin to rise, guess what? Your problems will look smaller. Ever been away from a place? Sarah and I did this recently in Mackay. We drove back to Mackay. And there used to be a sign in Mackay. And it was, from our memory, it was huge. And we drove past it the other day and Sharon said, did that sign look smaller to you? Do you remember it being that small? And I was like, that sign was much bigger. Has the sign changed? No, we, we changed. Our view of things. Ever been back to a house that you used to live in and you realized, that's not me anymore. That, that's not me anymore. Yeah. That's, that's not who I am anymore. Isn't that powerful? Look what it says here. It says, the jailer did not look after anything for which Joseph was. Why don't you circle that word on your notes this morning? Just circle that word, responsible. Because if you will accept responsibility, you'll position yourself for promotion. If you refuse to accept responsibility, you will never rise in your career. You'll never rise in your relationships. You must take responsibility for your attitude, your actions, your behavior, your discipline. Your, 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 your thing, your disposition. Thank you, I appreciate the help. Joseph was responsible because the Lord was with Joseph. There's that phrase again. Someone should underline that. Even though he's in the jail and now he's the boss of the jail. Hang on, he, this guy keeps rising. It doesn't matter what environment you put him in, he keeps getting up. You knock this guy down and guess what? He stands up again. There's something powerful about that. That's a life worth studying. Who's ever been knocked down by life? Been through a broken relationship? Been through a failed business? Been through some kind of crisis in life where you've lost your job? Or someone you really cared about just turned their back and walked away from you? You've been knocked down, but praise God, you haven't been knocked out. It's not what you've lost. It's what you've got left. That's what matters. If you hold on to God, 
and hold on to good people, you'll be astonished how God will reposition you. There's nothing more irrelevant in a game of rugby league, including state of origin, than the score at halftime. Nothing more irrelevant than the score at halftime because halftime is not when the whistle's being blown. We're still on a journey, right? We're still seeing God do good things, right? Joseph was successful because the Lord was with him, successful in some of the things that he did. Now, come on, come on. God's got a whole-of-life approach, yeah? He just doesn't want your prayer life to be good. He wants your physical life to be good. He doesn't just want your business life to be good. He wants your marriage to be good. He just doesn't want your marriage to be good. He wants your relationship with your kids to be good, yeah? He wants things to improve with your neighbors. Who's got trouble with their neighbors? Don't raise your hand. The Lord made Joseph successful in all the things that he did because the Lord was with Joseph. The was with Joseph. Number five. Number five. Our worship team are coming back to the platform. Number five. Joseph's outer world is transformed by his inner world. See, what is in you eventually finds its way out of you, right? Remember when Jesus is in the wilderness and Satan comes along to buffet, assault, insult him and throws all the accusations, throws all the temptations at him. What comes out of Jesus in his lowest moment? What comes out? The Word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written, right? When Jesus is on the cross, suffering the full weight of our penalty for our sins, what comes out of Jesus? Father, forgive them. Forgiveness comes out of Christ. Because whatever you're full of, Jesus put it as he said, out of the abundance of what is in your heart, your mouth will be talking. If I talk with you and you speak with a Canadian accent, I'm going to know where you're from or where you've spent some time. Am I right? If you speak with a Kiwi accent, I'll know you've been in New Zealand. That's all I was going to say. And I'll keep moving on in case I get in trouble with somebody else. Joseph's outer world was transformed by his inner world. First, build it in here. First, build it in here. In other words, get your theology in the right place so that your external matches up with what you believe. Because whatever you believe, guess what? That's what you move towards. Our worship team are coming back to the platform. Look, this is the king sent for Joseph. And after he had shaved, changed his clothes, he came into the king's presence. And he says, I've had a dream and no one can explain it. And I've heard that you've got the ability to interpret dreams and reveal mysteries. And Joseph knows where his anointing comes from. He knows where his authority, he knows where his creativity, he knows where his insights come from. He says, it's not in me. It's in God. It's in God. It's in God. If you let your inner world get transformed, your outer world, just softer please, Jane, your outer world has got to be transformed. It's got to be transformed. Joseph goes from being in charge of the prison to being in charge of the nation. Who thinks that's a good promotion? Better pay, dental care and all sorts of stuff. Superannuation, right up there. Better to be in charge of the nation than in charge of the prison. But if you don't ever let the prisoners go from your heart, you'll still be tied to it and stuck there. 
That's another message for another day. We'll leave that one alone. His inner world was the reason his outer world began to transform. Can I give you one more? Can I give you just one more? Number six. Joseph never allowed material success to extinguish his spiritual life. Didn't matter how successful Joseph got, he knew what the source was and he stayed close to the source. I love this. This has got to be one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. I just love it. His brothers come to him after the father has died. Joseph's father's name's Jacob. Jacob passes away and and, and, and his brothers come to him. Now, these are the guys that, you know, disowned him and sold him, threw him to a pit, dislocated him from his family, sold him off into slavery. And these guys come before the, the prime minister of Egypt. And if you go back a few verses, you'll read when they come to him that Joseph weeps. Now, for a Jewish man, that's not cool. That's not cool. That's whenever you read about a man weeping in the Bible, it gets your attention because in the Jewish culture, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. When Jesus wept, they took notice because that doesn't happen. They held their emotions together. But it says about Joseph, when his brothers came, and they said, our dad's dead and are you going to get even with us for what we did to you? It literally says, this is the third set of tears that we see of Joseph's life in relation to his brothers. He turns away from his brothers and he weeps. And after he's wept his tears before God, there's a secret for you. Weep your tears before God, then turn back to those people who've let you down. Say these words. Am I in God's place? I don't know who I'm preaching today, but I'm preaching to somebody because I can feel Holy Spirit here this morning. I can feel Holy Spirit here this morning. Am I in God's place? When you try to take God's place and get even and get vengeance against those that did you wrong, not cool. You, you are a lousy God. You're a beautiful lady. You're an amazing man, but you're a lousy God. If you step onto the throne platform, you'll always fail. It didn't go well for Lucifer and it won't go well for you. Am I in the place of God? I'm not here to get vengeance. I'm not here to get revenge. I'm here to bring mercy. I'm here to bring salvation. When you realize that the success that God gives to you in your life is not for you, He was able to say with all nobility, with all dignity, don't you understand the position that I carry was never about me and it was not about you, but it was about God. He wanted to save many lives. And that's why as I cooperated with Him, Come on, someone say, you came here to church today. You're listening to this broadcast today to hear these words right now. I'm not in God's place. I can confidently let God be God. And I can just do my job. Because I don't need to get even. I don't need to get vengeance or retribution. I can leave all of that to God. Because my position and station in life doesn't afford me the luxury of getting even. It affords me the privilege of service. And if you will catch that, you'll transform a generation. You'll transform a people. You'll transform your family. You'll transform the work environment that you're in. I didn't get promoted so I could exercise and strut around. Does anybody else here love that movie Braveheart? 
pretty good. It's a bit gory, but it's pretty good. But when William Wallace looks at the, the elite and says, you think the people exist to give you position and privilege. But I tell you that you position, well, how's the accent, that one? Your position exists to give the people freedom. So as God begins to elevate you and lift you up in life, cause you to rise in success, remember that it's God that promotes. Remember that it's God that lifts up. Remember that it's God that sets somebody aside. Yeah? Not because he's angry, just because he's got a purpose. Because he's working. Look what it says. God meant it for good. Sir, back seat on this end side. I don't know you. Never met you before today. But this last point has got your name written all over it. I don't know what your story is. I don't know where you are with God. But this point has got your name, sir, written all over it. You don't need to try to get even. You just need to let God do what God does. And you'll be astonished. Am I in the place of God? If you were, we'd, none of us would be safe, right? You and the smite button, you'd get it sorted out, wouldn't you? <laughs> Come on. God wants to position His church to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath, to have the capacity to lend to many nations and have no need to borrow or beg or scrounge. Say, Pastor, why are you preaching these messages to us? Because I'd rather the church be rising up than the other things we're seeing in our generation rise up. I'd rather see the church filled with compassion, kindness, justice and mercy, speaking to power than some of these other sounds that we're hearing in our generation. I'd rather you prosper in your marriage than fail. I'd rather you prosper in your business and be able to employ somebody else than fail and struggle. I want you to be positioned to succeed in every dimension of your life. That's my prayer over you in Jesus' name. Just close your eyes for a moment. We're going to pray. Father, you know every single life that is here today. You know all those who are listening to this by radio broadcast or on the internet through YouTube. You know all of our stories. You know all of our futures. You know our past. You know our hopes and our dreams. You know our fears and our failures. You know everything. And yet you relentlessly love us and believe the best. And as we cooperate with you, as we surrender with arms wide open, God, hearts wide open today, we're a yes church, not a maybe church. We're a surrendered people, not a play it safe people. Father, I thank you that even as you took Joseph from being in obscurity, being in anguish and being forsaken and abandoned, being neglected and rejected, Father, you're able to do something astonishing because his heart attitude was aligned with you. And I just pray, Father, that you would find in this house souls just like that, that we'd be useful for your kingdom purpose. Somebody said, Amen. In Jesus' name. We're going to stand to our feet. We're going to sing a worship song as we close out this morning. Thanks, team. God bless you.
Join us for tea and coffee. Lead us lunch today. God bless. Have a wonderful day.